Yo, I'm Trey Cal, the Socialist Barista. And I'm Trey Dex. And you're listening to Season 2 of the Socialist Barista Podcast. We're back. We are back in this. There are levels to this, and we are we are in them. We are in it. Specifically level here. 2. We are in level 2. We are straight up chilling, talking about what life looks like right now. Big plans for Season 2. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us at Socialist Barista on Instagram. And you can find us this podcast on like Spotify, iTunes, or if you're the person that you know didn't notice spit out the toothpaste, probably Overcast. Yeah, Overcast, take that. This is a Socialist Barista podcast. So, like, what up, Trey? What's up? What? I haven't talked to you in a while. So, like, what's your deal? <laughs> it's January 11th. It's January 11th, 2021. Like, what's going on? Dude, um, it's 2021 now, so yeah, we survived 2020. That? We made it. I know. Well, I haven't I haven't talked to you since like December. Like, what's your December yeah, like and December. January looked like? So I moved back to Nashville. Got a job at a place called Quizera Coffee. Really solid place. Really great people that work there. Um, Quizera, Quizera. It's K W I Quizera. Yep, and it's super like great Quiznos. coffee. Great people. Yes, it's like Quiznos, but Quizera. I like Quiznos. I like Jersey Mike's, uh, if I'm being honest, but we don't. I, I've never been. I love Shalotsky's. Let's, if we're being honest, man. Okay. I mean, I like anywhere that has hot sandwiches. If if you're Jimmy John's, get out of here. Like, yeah, get out. Come I on. want a hot sandwich or I don't want anything. That's what I'm saying. Get out of here. Get out of here. But yeah, uh, back in Nashville doing that, working for my church again. It's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, loving, really loving being back around my community and my people back in Nashville, too. Uh, even though I miss my Lexington folk as well. Dang, dude, you're so cool. Yeah, I'm super cool. So, well, tell me, tell me more about your new shop. Like, what's the deeds? What's it like? Uh, new shop you, is yeah. So, coolest thing about the new shop is so funny enough, the guy that owns the shop, or there's two guys that basically run it. Uh, he actually worked at Humphrey Street. His name's Aiden. Really awesome dude. He not only he's from like his family lives in Rwanda. Um, and they're yeah, cool. yeah it's freaking amazing and so he recently bought two pieces of land that are a coffee farm um and he's going to be buying hopefully two more and uh it's amazing like he's going to be producing like you know he owns those farm that farmland and so like talk about technically like what we would consider a fourth wave like t- touching the coffee like owning the coffee farm owning the coffee yeah, shop and like touching the green and the people and touching the shop and the baristas like, whoa, that's crazy. Uh, but wow, you know, he's taking cool. really good strides in that. Uh, he loves coffee. He's very smart, very knowledgeable. Um, and, uh, I just super blessed, you know, Williams, another manager there. He's a really cool dude. And while they're younger dudes, um, you know, they're still in college. They're really smart and they're business minded. And, uh, they're honestly are a testament to how, you don't have to be born into money or walk around with money or walk around with like a crap ton of like experience even to just make a great coffee shop. Like Aiden's been around coffee for a long time and he loves it and he's done a lot with it. That's what makes him perfect for what he's doing now. And William has no barista experience yet. He's great at loving people. And so it's a really solid shop. I love being there. Um, and everything like that. Of course, I'm not, to be honest, you know, in Nashville, I'm not thinking like, how much longer can I stay in coffee? Like I love coffee and I love being in the business, but even more so I've been looking at 
what can I do in the media arts world or in the music world when it comes to maybe conducting or doing classical or something like that. That's always something I'm on the scout for and I want to put two feet in eventually. But uh, I love being at Cuisera right now. I would love to try to be there as long as I could. Um, and it's really rad. Our coffee shop is literally connected and right next door to a skate park. And so that's freaking yeah, cool. I saw that. Freaking that's nuts, dude. Pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 2013 Trey is like, whoa, that is the freaking sickest thing I've ever heard. No, more like 2021 Trey is like, uh, I'm I'm too old for that. No, now. dude, not 20. You know, 2013 Trey was like, that's when I met you, right? That's you know that, right? Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's more like 2008 or 2006 or five Trey is like, dude, no, skate park, no. hell yeah. Not that young. No, 2012, bro. I was always hanging around the skate park. No, dude. I was going to the skate park in junior high. Like, I was rollerblading at the skate park in junior high. That's like my, that's where I played. Yeah, you were, you were rollerblading. I was rolling. No, dude. Just kidding. Roller skates. That's the way to go, bro. In line. Okay. This is a coffee podcast. We don't don't have an X Games podcast. That's our next podcast. Whatever, dude. Tony Hawk. We had our podcast. (laughs) I mean, if he wants to, sure. (laughs) Please talk about skateboarding and coffee. Oh man, dude! Why not for the gram? For the gram, I do it. That's cool. So now that you have you worked in the Lexington coffee scene yeah. for a few months, and sandwiched that between working in the Nashville coffee scene, uh, you know what's how do you how do you really compare to those now that you've kind of done them both decent amount of time? Um. <laughs> Well, for the five people that care. Yeah, I was about to say, the, uh, not a lot of people. Uh, clearly, Nashville has more of a variety of coffee shops and coffee people and people that work in it and specialty shops. So that's a major difference. But honestly, um, when you root it back to the people, um, those those people, there's different people that walk into your shops all the time. And, and I will say Lexington had a beauty that Nashville doesn't have, and that's... Um, kind of like the it's kind of like ignorance is a bliss kind of thing uh the idea that i feel like every day when i was in lexington i got to talk about coffee with people that don't know a lot about it and they're it was beautiful it was awesome like all the time and i got to enjoy coffee with people that maybe hadn't had specialty coffee before and i got to work with baristas that aren't in the specialty scene a lot and that was so cool man like it wasn't a bunch of know-it-alls like maddie is one of the most amazing baristas I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Um, but you know, I will be honest though. Like, uh, you know, I don't know a lot about the coffee shop differences between, um, like the management stuff between the shops all over Lexington, the shops all over Nashville. But I will say, you know, like Nashville has a much more seasoned market. And so a lot of the, a lot of the people that work in management and stuff like that have been seasoned in this culture for a while. Um, and so it's just different. Like, you know, Manchester, the people that are running that place get it and they understand it and they're pumped about it. And even places like North Lime, like they're killing it right now. Like I love those guys Dude. and they're not even like super specialty yeah. nerds. Like they just love serving good coffee. Well, to people. Mike is, but, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. That was like, that's kind of the big difference too, is, you know, like when you, if you try to run a shop in Lexington, like you run a shop in Nashville, you're going to lose sometimes like I I would feel like most of the times because the market in Lexington is young and the market in Lexington and the people in Lexington, when it comes to coffee, like they're still learning a lot and you have to make that community and start to harbor that community and create it. You can't just expect it to keep up. 
And so I think that's been the biggest difference is like, that's what I've seen. And, you know, shout out to anybody that works in coffee in a smaller town. Um, but also like if I could give any advice working in small towns versus big cities, uh, don't try to force your town to get it. Like it's like a friend, it's like a community. It's like liking a different band or music taste. Like it's, it's going to be done with community and people in mind first, not coffee in mind first. And, uh, there's proof in that. Uh, and there's proof in that even in Lexington, look at every shop that is focused more on like focus less on the people and serving the people in that kind of way and like growing that community of coffee lovers. And then the people in the coffee shops that literally are just like, we're the best coffee. We're like, we're so good. We're the best. Like we're going to serve great coffee. We're going to be awesome. And then boop, they go down like a place. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And to be honest, like a place like yeah. Manchester has created community and created good community around their place. Uh, even, you know, it's been, crappy sometimes and not the best and not easy but they're making community and that's clearly seen i mean we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the cool stuff that some shops are doing um but yeah i think the proof in the pudding you know what i mean like if you don't feel like it's working there's a reason why and you should backtrack and try to figure out like are we loving our community first before we're loving just our coffee so yeah that's my spiel yeah and you should always Put your people first. Oh yeah, man. Oh, and, and you know, and barista. Like, if gosh, if you are a manager out there listening to this podcast, loving on your baristas, you're as a manager, love your baristas so that they can love their community. Like, literally, when you love on them and you show them that community and you harbor that, most of the time you're gonna have baristas that serve their community without trying because right. they're they're and, they're knowing how to be treated and so they're treating people like that. Right, and I think. That's that's the big difference um, that I see is when you are willing to go above and beyond for your people and give them a vision and a place worth going above and beyond. Like, you know, it just that's what that's how you keep people around. Like, hundred percent. I worked at Northlime, and that was probably still to this day. I've worked a lot of different jobs at this point, but. Still to this day, honestly, one of the hardest, most difficult jobs, especially a service industry, one of the hardest jobs I've ever done. Like it was so demanding on my body and my like my mental space, but we were treated so good there that, you know, I stayed there for such a long time. And a lot of people do stay there. Like there's people I know that have been there for a few years before I started working there and they're still working there today. Um, because it's just such a great company and you know, I remember when I got promoted to manager, um, you know, part of that job, you're like 50% a barista, 50% a donut maker. <laughs> um, so as a manager, you're kind of over all of that. And I was so like dedicated to just being good at my job and like getting down some of the new tasks I had to do in the morning that I started showing up to work 20, 30 minutes earlier um, to get more tasks done. I know that's like, it's a really like big taboo, like, oh, like working, you know, like, that's kind of an old way of thinking and like, you know, Oh, you shouldn't have to work for free, which I get that. Like I understand, but I think when you motivate people to say, man, I cared enough about my job that I want to be exceptional at it, that I want to put in extra work, not because I'm expecting to get paid more, but because I'm, I want to be good at this because I care about this. Like that's a big difference. You know, when you're like willing to go above and beyond for something that you care about. And that's, what's cool. Like, 
I see what a shop that does that looks like where they want to go above and beyond. And I've also worked at shops where I quickly realized I wasn't even appreciated or I didn't, no one really cared what I did. So I didn't go above and beyond. I clocked in, I clocked out and I didn't think about that job outside of that, you know? So it's like when you're willing, when you treat people well and love them and encourage them to be the best they can be, you know, they'll go above and beyond for you. And yeah, you know, not, not that you're trying to get free labor out of anybody, but that's like, what's the difference? Yeah, And let's be honest, like me speaking from a manager role, like I'm not even going to act like that's even easy to do. Like, I know it's not easy to treat people above and beyond. Like that's hard. Like that takes work, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. Like if that's a part of the work, then I think that's the thing like I want to focus on. And we have Parker on the show a lot, Parker Milliken, and I hope we continue to always have him on this podcast and connected to this podcast in some way. He's a prime example of when you treat your employees a certain way and your baristas a certain way, they're, they literally magnetize to you. Like they love you and want the highest good for you. Um, and I think that's the thing that is like, it takes work though. Like don't even act like Parker's like, oh, this is super easy. Like it's hard to choose it when you feel tired, like you've had a bad day. Maybe even the people that are above you are on your tail all the time. Um, it's tough. And uh, so I'm I'm saying that to barista employees too, to also have grace for even some people in management sometimes. Like ask them what's going on. Like give them a shot. You know, sometimes it's kind of like, in a sense, a lost cause, and you just got to kind of set that boundary for yourself. But yeah, man, I've been at coffee shops where I'm excited to clock in on Saturday and hit the rush and talk to every person I can, and I'm pumped to see them because I feel like my management treats me that way. And there are times that I'm hoping to clock in and clock out without getting just told micromanaged 100% of the time or, you know, watched on the cameras. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just... I'm hoping that something crappy doesn't happen that day. And who wants to feel like that? Like no one. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, you'd rather have people that you have to be like, Hey dude, get out of here. You're supposed to be clocked. Like, even if they already clocked out, you clocked out like 20 minutes ago. Why are you still hanging around here? You know, like when there's people that are excited to be as helpful as they can, like when you make people love their job and like you see it when turnover is high, when, you know, people are leaving, very quickly from a shop versus when pe- people are staying and people are wanting to get into yeah, a shop. When people are you know, literally like, clung to you want to get sh- in. That's different. Yeah. When yeah, you want people coming to ask for applications all the time or like you know <laughs> yes, dude. having a list of people that have like applied in the past that you're kind of holding on to for when you actually need to hire anybody, which if you're lucky is not gonna be every like other week or month. Right. You know? Dude, what's your deal? What uh What's your thing? What was it? Where have you been? What's been your deal since oh, man. December? Um, so in December, I started a kind of an audition for a new full-time job. Ooh, an audition. Uh, That's fun. Yeah. For working at Thrive Kombucha. Kombucha. Here in Lexington, Kentucky. I am now a full-time kombucha brewer, Ooh, which is exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. It's an awesome definitely way different uh experience <laughs> and new industry uh but it's really exciting um and it's really cool because kombucha as an industry is like kind of where like coffee was right around the time like probably like early 2000s like people you know in that second wave really started getting that huge push yeah like kombucha is like about to be there and like it's a really fast growing beverage industry and honestly like where i work is 
probably one of the best kombuchas you can have like out there like it's amazing and i'm not saying that because i'm biased like it's just a fact like it is good. there's a lot of crappy kombucha out there uh being a person um, that's new so to the kombucha like, world like super excited thrive, thrive is awesome yeah like there's just a lot of like there's a lot of big kombucha brewers that are just not good at all that are really popular and what we're serving is just like totally out of this world i'm actually drinking some booch right now it I'm is drinking some booch we're trying to i'm trying to get us to call it the amarillo pine come on man i mean come on right it is uh got amarillo hops <gasps> uh cascade hops and um el dorado hops it's a have, hop i need to put that in my mead a, yeah dude it's a it's a hop kombucha though it's really freaking good you if you're a beer drinker tumbleweed, man it. A tumbleweed. That's not a bad one. It's tumbleweed. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. So That's cool, man. I've been doing that. Um, and I started like full time right when I got back from Texas. Woo. Um, got to make a, which is cool. Got to make a trip to Texas. Uh, just hang out with family. Me too. Um, didn't get didn't go out do too much, but I didn't I did get to stop by Wayward Coffee in Dallas, Texas. Met Noah Irby and Noah gonna invite him to be on the show here in the future which is cool also, so, yeah like in person be like yo you should be on the show and <laughs> yo try out his awesome coffee shop i had a really great uh colombian natural on espresso it was freaking good it was from uh, edison tight loved it um yeah and then got to meet some folk down there at a uh, canyon amarillo texas meet some of the breezes at palace on, i haven't Pal. met before so you know i wanted to say i wanted to try to see if i could like you know flex the socialist barista but it's the thing is i'm not the socialist barista so it's kind of weird to be like look dude I'm, I'm on the show i mean like i swear it's me like it's me i swear dude, you're just as cool it's all right but uh palace was awesome i got to hang out with ben while i was there and it was solid man like they're still That's they're awesome. doing they're doing awesome that's good to hear Pumped. I got. Pumped I think I got their it. one of their Ethiopians. I forget what I got. I'll have to be at the shop. Oh yeah, I remember you posted that one. What else though? You got back. You got back from Texas. What else? Yeah. Um. I just pretty much been uh brewing kombucha. That's what I'm doing right now a lot. Um. Hanging out at Manchester a lot. Um. Drinking coffee there like every morning before I go to work. Dude, I love that. Um. Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm still going to be doing some coffee stuff here in the future, but cool. it's kind of not. Oh yeah, because you're not a yet. Um, you're not at the coffee shop. You're. I'm not a barista. Yeah, you're not a barista at right the now. moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, I left. I left my old coffee shop job. That's all right. To be a kombucha brewer. It's okay, yeah. man. But you'll be back. Which I needed a break. I was getting kind of burnt out, so that's all right. I needed yeah. a little break from coffee, but I feel you. I'll be back. I'll be doing a few <laughs> shifts here and there at a certain shop in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. That'll be exciting. But yeah, Lexington coffee scene, man. Having a little shake up here. Yeah, tell me about it. Give me the recording. deets. Okay, here's the deets. Uh, Northline opened up a brand new location it right across the street sexy. from my new job. It looks sexy. Yeah, it is nice. It's uh, right across from where you work, I mean, dude. Oh, the lucky it dog. It is right across from where I work. So I can walk over there, get me some bitchin' batch brew, bro. Batch on. So freaking good. So good. Go give me some of that. Um, Gosh, but it's a beautiful shop. I, I, I stuck my head in there the night before they opened when I got off work. And I kind of just hung out and talked with Mike for like hour, hour and a half. And looked behind the bar and checked everything out. And it's just awesome. Like, oh, I'm such so, a great I'm company. so happy for them. Definitely well-deserved because that old bar slash kitchen was tiny. Oh, and now man. it's like, now they got like twice as much, <laughs> three times as much room to work with. So it's nice. Dude, I can't. I Pretty love cool. I love their designs, man. I love like I love their North Lime like look, like the owl, like 
I want a mm-hmm. t-shirt or like a sweater from them so bad because it looks so good. They got those. So I'm gonna have to check it out. Need to get one. If you ever want me to pick you one up, I'll pick you one up. Oh, that's nice, man. All right, what's, give me some more deets, man. Uh, it's not just North Miami. Okay. I've been seeing uh, a lot. Manchester. Yes. New location. Gosh. Like, and, is this, are you sure they were in 2020? Are you sure they just lived through 2020? I know, right? So they're, they're opening up a new location. Um, I can't think of the name, but it's near a really cool part of town that's kind of popping up. And they're kind of excited to see what they can do. I was kind of talking to the roaster, Mike, uh, who's been on the Mike. show. Mike. Uh, we we're, were kind of talking about like some of the vision for what they want to do, how they want to like, you know, be in this area, but also still benefit the people, like not be like, you know, part of gentrification, right. which is really cool. Um, but this new location is like going to be huge. So like lots of seating. Um, I think the roaster might be in there if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Um, pretty excited about that. Mike's been working with some um, different farmers trying to get some really cool direct relation in with some different farms and stuff where right. they're working really closely i'll have to have it come come on and talk about that because it was pretty cool like what he was kind of telling me like their vision um and their new green is like really good like they've had some good releases the last month or two of good new coffees um yeah so i'm just excited that'd be a cool new spot and i yeah the only bad is um luke's is unfortunately having to close down really oh, soon man um pretty bummed about that you know honestly one of the better shops in lexington that's just really good with people and luke's just such a great guy and i haven't had the pleasure of meeting luke in person yet but i feel like i know him because everyone i know speaks so highly of him and uh-huh. uh, he's a big fan of the show too so bummed about that yeah but bummed. definitely if you're in lexington or even driving through make sure to stop by luke's you know while they're still open give him some love yeah give some support give a good tip and just you know say thank you for everything he's done for this community so he's been a big part of the coffee shout out community. to loose coffee y'all all right so let's answer some questions from the gram gram question we got we, we got a few we got a lot actually but we're just gonna hit a few because of time but uh nick gwynn said she asked opinion on holiday blends oh she's gonna be on the show soon by the way oh heck yeah yeah, because uh, her uh, boyfriend, I think, uh, Jaden, oh. I think I said his name right, uh, bought her a spot on the show. So she's oh, going to be yeah, on the show that this was season. The, that was the person you told me yeah. about. That was literally new, the coolest. New Patreonite, Jaden, what up? I cannot, and also another new Patreonite, Jessica. She's also Patreonites. So Shout out to our Patreonites. Uh, Shout out dude, to our I can't wait to talk about that story when we have her on the podcast because that story is super cool. Uh, be on the what story. The story of like how we got connected with Nick Gwynn, basically. Like, oh yeah, it was cool. It was awesome. Yeah, we'll have to definitely say that for the episode. But that'll be in like two or three weeks. So, so what was the the question? Two, was, uh, two or three episodes. Opinion on holiday um, blends. Yeah, um, I don't really have an opinion. I don't really care. I do. I have a very strong cool. opinion. Dude, I think opinion. if there is a holiday blend at a roaster that you enjoy, you a hundred percent should buy it and drink it. Hundred percent. Even if you're like, well, yeah. I don't know if I like them. Like, man, if your roaster's doing a holiday blend, like, do it. Like, take a break from the single origins and try it out. Like, they're they're doing a one-time-a-year blend. And in my mm-hmm. opinion, it's worth buying, like, because it's one-time-a-year. And the yeah. roaster is, like, putting a lot of thought into that holiday blend, probably. I mean, I'm not going to say they're yeah. all good, but I'm going to say if there's a roaster you support, 
than holiday blend. Like Dang, whether dude. it's best coffee or not best coffee, like still like buy it, give it a shot, share it with your friends. I'm a jerk. I should have, I should have had an opinion. Yeah. You should support them. Cause they put a lot of work into that. Yeah, you're a tool. For not pretty dope. I can't believe you. I'm a tool. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know what the hate with blends is like blends can be freaking awesome. Heck yeah, dude. Like right now, my favorite espresso lately has been the charge blend at Manchester. They've been, Put some really good stuff into that, and it is tasty. And also, I had a really great blend from Cat and Cloud last year. Uh, I think it was the Answer or the Truth Blend. One of those two was what I really liked. Dude, if a roaster isn't doing a good blend, then come on, roasters. Make a good blend. Honestly, seriously. Like, usually I trust. Um, What else we got? Yeah. Question-wise. Parker Milliken. What what drips have you sipped since you skipped recording? You say skipped recording, Parker? Easy. We didn't skip recording. We just stopped. That's kind of passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Parker was like, how dare you stop recording episodes? <laughs> um, Dude, I don't. I've had a crap ton of coffees in two months. Really? Well, because at Quizera, like, Aiden orders coffee from all over America. Like, we've had That's Onyx, awesome. we've had all this stuff. Like, I just know that I've had so, I don't remember all the roasters I've had because it's ridiculous to even think about it. But, dude, I had a geisha, you know, and it was um, it was amazing. And so I'm really pumped to try more coffees, of course, in, in January. Anything noteworthy for That's you? That's cool. Um, oh, man, most noteworthy for me. Uh, that's kind of tough. I haven't – I think the most um, exciting thing I had, uh, I had a Yerg Z. Um, I – I'm a jerk and I forgot his name. I met him. I think it was Jordan. Maybe it was Jordan. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Uh, Palace Barista at the Summit location made me an iced pour over, which if you know me, I don't mess with iced coffee ever. Right. But he made me one. He's He like talked me up and sold me on. I was like, okay, dude, like I'm going to try it. Like hit me up with it. And it was really freaking tasty. So that was a good one. Sick. Dilly Dally Alley asked, favorite closing story where a customer won't leave? Okay, I have this one in Trey. You were there. Uh, that's that guy that like came in and wanted to be my best friend like super bad. I totally forgot his name. Oh, oh you remember God. that guy? He came in. Dude, that dude was so excited to, to meet you. He didn't know, know you. anything about it. was like coffee. He was like, yeah, just give him some drip. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, man. And he was like, yeah, I got cream. And then he would just randomly be like, hey, man, well, like, what's your name? I was like, oh, it's Trey. And he said, like, what his name was. And it sounded like he said, like, good to see you. I was like, oh, see you too. And I was like, wait, did he just say his name? I forget. And, like, he kept coming. He was like, hey, Trey. And point his finger at me and be all super pumped. And then when we were closing, he, like, would, he stayed outside at our tables after we were closing. And was like, when I was like, yeah, dude, you can just stay out here if you want. Like, you know, if you want to. Like, we're just closed on the inside. And he goes, for real, man? Trey, dude, for real, bro. I'll thanks, man. Like, I'll be hey, I'll be back, bro. And this guy's awesome. I'm not even dissing him. I'm like being honest. Like, that dude cracked me up. Like, he was so amped. To, he to was see excited me. to know you. Yes, he's yeah. very cool. Um, okay, I got you. Answer the next one. It's from Bean Geek. Uh, favorite coffee related Christmas gift. What up, Austin? Uh, I got a crap ton of coffee stuff this Christmas because I guess when you st- drop a coffee podcast, your family is just Weird. like, we have to get you everything. I got nothing. So, I literally got nothing coffee. I got, well, so I got, um, my wife's uncle um, gave us a lot of money to get some coffee stuff that we didn't have. 
And he told us to get an espresso machine, but then my parents actually got me a, a Flare a Neo for Christmas. So then I ended up buying a used fellow Ode because I saw one for 250 on Mercari that had never been used and Whoa. had just been opened. And so I bought a, I bought that because it was cheaper than buying it new. And I was like, <laughs> well, I got the money for Christmas for coffee, so let's use it. So yeah. I did that. And then I got... Um, my in-laws got me an acacia scale for Christmas. Oh, so awesome. I got a lot of coffee crap. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roz Ray. Ooh, uh, I said that right. Trey, what kind of mead do you make? Oh, dude, I make I make some mead, let me tell you. So I just bottled some mead uh, before Christmas. Uh, I still have some fermenting right now. So I'm fermenting a five-gallon uh, traditional, uh, just traditional you know, more dry tasting, uh, mead. Uh, then I have a butterscotch mead that I've done super tasty. I think Trey might've tried that one. I forget. Um, and then your meads are really good. I have a mead that I added another local honey in the secondary that I'm testing out. It's a good test batch. And then my favorite one, because it's kind of risky, it's kind of difficult is I'm doing a cherry licorice mead, uh, uh, right now. It's really tasty, really cool. Uh, sadly, I basically have one bottle of it left because I've given it to all my mead to so many friends. Like I barely have any left. Uh, but I'm calling this mead because I'm referencing Harry Potter uh, and the Half Blood Prince when um, somebody—I don't want to spoil it—I don't know why—wants uh, <laughs> to try to poison Dumbledore using a mead, and Dumbledore says, "Oh, it's like a cherry mead with like a really intense smell of licorice, like a hint of licorice, which is to show you that there's poison in it because licorice and absinthe." And so I made the cherry licorice mead, and I'm calling it Not Your Headmaster's Mead. And so I'm really pumped about that. <laughs> um, <Awesome. laughs> kind of a funny play. We're both like in the fermentation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I, I cannot wait. Kombucha, you do mead. Yeah, I cannot wait to switch mead and kombucha next time I visit. Um, okay, wait. Yeah, so, dude, we can literally talk shop now. Yeah, it's, cool. We can about talk shop about coffee. coffee and now for, we're going to start a fermentation podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mead and kombucha podcast coming real soon. <laughs> uh pooter spoon um asked uh what coffee trends are we leaving in 2020 trey take it away on this one. <laughs> oh gosh where do i start uh i had um, one that we specifically added our coffee shop that we would love to leave in 2020 and never bring it back what is it, Tell me, new, it, it, it. Has, okay it is <laughs> post extraction or post yield and also uh, pre-infusion lasting longer than 10 seconds i'm just gonna say it <laughs> we can leave that in 2020 and i am okay with that <laughs> okay uh, you can take the yeah. next question then uh, <laughs> i'll just i'll just take chemex what don't do that uh, i'm over stop it, the dude. show stop the show we gotta stop pretending that chemex is cool hey chemex is okay. cool uh, Dude, whatever, get out of here. Emily Post, 92. What up, Emily? Hey, Emily. Goals for 2021. For sake of time, let's just do one. Um, I go for 2021, uh, at least on a personal level, which I make goals every year. Not technically, not like, you know, whatever uh, they call them, resolutions. Like, I actually want to do stuff that adds to my life no matter what happens, you know, pass or fail. Um, I really just want to, like, let myself be okay with, like, being corny and being, you know, weird goofy and more lovey-dovey about things and i want to be more open to like loving things more and opportunities that might feel weird at first i want to be open to like what possibilities are and things like that a little bit more and i want to 
put two feet into stuff instead of just kind of like one foot out to be safe. I want to be able to like find something. If that's a coffee shop or whatever else, I want to be able to put two feet in like and Mm. sink my teeth into it, not have one foot out to be safe. And I want to go look for those things, not wait for them to come my way. So 2021, look out. That's what I'm doing. Trey, what are you doing? What's your goal? Um, Well, I want to make great kombucha and get really good at that. It's a new industry. I'm a baby, baby brewer, you know, in that world, (laughs) baby brewer in that world. Um, but I want to get I want to get good at my job, and I want to find time to also still be awesome at doing um, coffee, doing what I love, being able to do that on the side, um, just taking a few shifts and doing coffee because I like coffee and having fun for coffee's sake of like having fun and just serving a great product to people. Right, um, something I'm passionate about, and I also just want to make sure that I'm still on top of it with the podcast and still on top of it with uh, providing the memes for all the meme lovers out there. Um, I know, I, I know it was like last year, 2020 first half was kind of rough because of my like whole life situation and the world, you know, it's just, everything was crazy for everybody, but right. being better at making that and just making people smile and, uh, making you guys happy all out there, but I'm not trying to be a people pleaser either. So sorry, but yeah, we hate you actually. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, that kind of goes, you know, into where I'm going next. Like, you know, real quick, what do you kind of think our direction with the podcast? Where do you think we're going next? Man, where we're going from season one into season two, I feel like we're going further out than just our friends groups and people we know. Already, like before we started recording, we had stories of all of the baristas we met while traveling and how we told those baristas, like, we want to have you on the show instead of just telling our friends we want them on the show. And so um, I think the podcast is going a cold route. We're finally finding our groove, our own creativity, our own personal thing. Yeah, there's stuff that we like to try to steal in a sense from other podcasts to try to do ourselves, but we're finding our our thing that makes us feel like we're, we have creative control. And I honestly like not only the live show part, but I just feel like our podcast is becoming more homey for people. Hopefully it's not just like a podcast to make fun of custies and other baristas and management or something, but it's becoming a middle ground for people to be like, man, like I'm not the only one that struggles with this. And um, hopefully I see our podcast giving more and more perspective of coffee shops, uh, especially in our area, not just the West coast, but kind of in the East coast and like, you know, the South and stuff. I feel like, um, I feel like that's where our fan base is. And I see us kind of going further and deeper into those fan bases, not just into the West coast, but who knows? Yeah. Still love you. West coast. No, no. Yeah. No hate. No, uh, hard words meant, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely like asked myself, I was like, you know, what is something we need every season? Um, you know, having balance. We don't want to be stale. We don't want to get, you know, repetitive. So, right. you know, finding a balance of like, yeah, sometimes like, we want to be funny most of the time. And we want to laugh at ourselves and have fun because coffee's fun. And, you know, also sometimes maybe we want to learn something. You know, there's people out there with valuable skills and stories that could, you know, help yeah. us get better at what we're doing. Shout out to Brittany Beetle. And... Yeah, you know, that was a great episode, one of my favorites. Yeah. And also, we want to just tell stories of regular baristas, not just people that are extraordinary. But we also do want to have people that are awesome, extraordinary. And we have some people that we've already kind of talked to. Uh, we got Casey from Casey Makes Coffee. She's going to be on the show, and she is awesome. You should check out her Instagram, follow her, and go support her Patreonite. Yeah. Or Patreon. It's not Patreon. Dang, now you got me set the other way around. Uh, <laughs> go support Casey Makes Coffee's page or YouTube and her educational stuff. It's awesome. She's going to be on the show and she's going to talk about all that awesome stuff. And she is hilarious. 
Um, Noah Irby, he owns a coffee shop in Dallas. He's a super cool dude. And I'm going to kind of talk to him about that, what it's like starting a coffee shop in a pandemic of all times. And we're also going to have our first ever Patreon night guestie. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Nick Gwynn, get excited, get ready. Super pumped. I'm pretty pumped about it. But yeah, and so we just want to be like that. And I just want to also say, like, you know, in the midst, you know, as we're recording this, everything on Wednesday that happened with the Capitol, like, oh, my gosh, craziness. It's crazy. And while stuff like that does go on, and sometimes maybe we will touch on those kinds of things, I do want to say, like, this is never really going to be a super deep into social issues, politics kind of podcast, all that stuff. Um, It's going to be more about just having fun and coffee, you know, kind of what our mission's always been. But And I want to say, not that I don't think those things are important, but it's just not necessarily part of our goal for this podcast, mostly because there's already a bunch of other great podcasts and coffee podcasts that are raising really great awareness to a lot of these things that are happening in our society and oh, yeah, for in sure. our industry. And I'd rather you go listen to those podcasts, talk about those things, and we'll talk about the fun things when, you know, you just need to cheer up because, yeah, like, the freaking world sucks. Yeah. and. It's hard for so many people out there, but this we want this to be a mutual ground where we can all come together, laugh, and just enjoy what makes our industry so fun and what keeps us going. So yeah, that's just who we are. And if you ain't about that, it's, it's all right. You don't gotta listen, you know. But <laughs> hopefully, we can just make just you laugh like and have a good time with us in the midst of any chaos or anything. And and I hope that like you guys as the listeners are having as much fun as you know Trey and I are, because um, I know that at least for me, every time we come to record, it's, it's a good time. And even in the worst day, it feels so good to just laugh about just whatever's happening in our barista coffee world that we call our, you know, like what we do for a quote unquote living. <laughs> so that's just me. I got to ask you a question. Hemi. You on TikTok? Man, you know, I'm on TikTok. I got 99 messages. Like, tiktok messages i don't even send you tiktok because you don't respond anymore so i just thought sending you tiktok sorry i just rarely get on anymore i might get on way more okay Uh, i'm just saying though like i have a pretty good tiktok like if you want some dang tiktoks add me on tiktok socialist barista i'm pretty sure that's what it is or my handle really i think i think it is yeah i'm not yeah i'm not the youngest or most hip or with the trends but i just like really funny weird things and i won't send you anything talking about tiktok Trey, well, what's your okay, deal? What's okay, so what's like, up with TikTok? There's 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 just something that really grinds my gears, Trey. Go. <laughs> it's all these fake. You did it. You finally called a segment of our podcast "Grinds My Gears." You didn't Dude. call it "Grinds My Burrs." You didn't oh. call it that. You called it "Grinds My Gears." <laughs> you know, Dude, it really it grinds really my, grind gears. my gears. You know, like what's with all these like. People on TikTok acting like they know what they're talking about in coffee. I, I just sent you a video. I want you to check this video out and tell me what's wrong with it. Let me look. I'm looking. Okay. There's a guy. Smoothest, most perfect iced coffee in a Okay. This iced coffee is so smooth and perfect you could confuse it with cold brew. Okay. So wait a second. I'm looking at a guy. It says he's got a Chemex. He's filling it with ice. And it's like, it's how do you make the perfect coffee? He has a Chemex. Yeah, and then he's like, be careful when adding your ice to the bottom. Don't just drop the ice in because you could crack the pour, your pour over. You could crack it. Hey, everybody, you could crack your pour over. <laughs> like, careful. Like, you might crack your pour over. All right, I'm going to continue. Confuse it with cold brew. 
pre-wet a filter with cold water. Wait, what did he just say? This coffee is so smooth and perfect you could confuse it with cold brew. What? Pre-wet a filter with cold water and place it right on top. You want to rinse out those papery flavors. As for choice of coffee, I think medium roast is great for iced coffee. What? Medium roast what? <laughs> I think medium roast is a great coffee. That's it. <laughs> okay, what else is this guy going to say? Double the amount of grounds that you would be using if you were making this hot. So if I were to use 30 grams to make this coffee hot, I would use 60 to make it iced. Wait. And then you're going to follow... Coffee? Wait, I, I'll have to see what he does in the end. If he dilutes it, then we got, we're got we figuring it out. But I don't, I don't know. Okay, let's continue. Keep going. <laughs> if you're not sure that you're doing your pour over right, let me know and we can revisit that in another video. Anyway, this is a Japanese method for iced coffee. The slow introduction of hot coffee. Oh, might I add, when he was doing this pour over, there's no scale or timer scene. Yep. Most <laughs> the whole counter is a, is a, is a scale. <laughs> Okay, I gotta keep going. I gotta see the end of this. Yeah. Let me know and we can revisit that in another video. Anyway, this is a Japanese method for iced coffee. The slow introduction of hot coffee into ice through the drip method gives it a much smoother flavor than you would get by just letting the coffee get cold, which would make it taste stale, or pouring a bunch of hot coffee over ice all at once, which would make it taste tart and sour. He's Do pouring it into... Let's... Oh, wait. Let's just finish it and I'll say what he did. Sour. Doing it like this, you'll always have that perfect smooth iced coffee. He was at the end, so he poured it not into a scale, anything. He's using a Chemex, and it's it's filled with ice. <laughs> like he doesn't care about his, he doesn't care about his water weight at all. Nope. Not a bit. Zero. He's not doing a Japanese pour over. He's pouring hot water over coffee in the ice, and then pouring that into. Literally, he poured it the receptacle of his choice. He's just was filling a small it up glass with water, filled like, with milk. Yeah, he, he was. Just, he poured uh, the coffee into a cup of milk. What? Yeah. That's not ice. This is a Japanese ice poured over. It's really blah, blah blah. It's really. And then he talks about how it makes your coffee taste smooth and all this stuff. And I'm like, but you're not drinking the coffee in a way that you'd be able to taste if it was smooth or not. Because he just poured it all into a glass milk. with a bunch of milk in it. <laughs> Dude, and I'm like, what? what? And probably because his coffee tastes like trash because he didn't weigh Can it. We? And it's ice. Can we? That is most of this guy's TikTok is these. And I don't want. I'm not gonna blast him. Like I don't want to say who he is because like <laughs> I'm not trying to like nah, you nah. know be a jerk. But that nah. is like half of his TikTok. Half of his TikTok is very uneducated or just like wrong or like just not like how we do things. You know, in the industry really or whatever. I don't know. I probably sound like it's confused, well. But. It's well. It's not even like industry. I mean, it's. I've worked at a lot of coffee shops, and I know what the commonality is between an ice pour over and the way you do it. Yeah, you know, you throw ice in there, and that ice equal is going to be added to your final weight of a normal cup of coffee. Then you do your pour over, but not to the full amount. Clearly, because there's ice in there now, that ice melts into the water, and like, there's a lot of debate about throwing hot coffee immediately on the ice and all this stuff. At the end of the day, like when you throw espresso over ice immediately, it doesn't bitter the espresso. Because it's all of a sudden cold, it bitters the espresso because there's water in it now, like you know stuff like that. But then again, like people could debate that all day. But this guy, like this isn't a debate thing. Like this isn't like a well the science of a nope. That is just a crap ton of ice in a Chemex. You literally added sixty grams of coffee for this for some reason, and just poured hot water over it until it was full. No scale, yeah, no time. Full, no scale, just because it was full. <laughs> 
And he, he probably used a blade grinder, you know, so it's probably a bunch of like super intense solids in there. Oh God. That was good, man. That was a funny, yeah. and I, like, I got to watch his stuff. I won't lie. He has some videos where I'm like, okay, that's actually, that's freaking true. Like I agree with that. Like, cause yeah, that's the hard totally. thing is like, I'm torn how I feel about a lot of his stuff. Cause he has stuff like that. And then he has stuff where he's explaining something and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty solid. Like that makes, I agree with that. Like that's totally true. But his whole thing on TikTok is basically like being like, oh, the coffee industry is lying to you or like, I don't know, lying, but like trying to get more money out of you and saying you need this and this and this to do this, blah, blah, blah. But really, you can just do this. I'm going to show you how. And like everyone just like, oh, my God, teach me your ways. But I'm like, bro, this guy is just talking out of his butt half the time. And like, <laughs> and people He's like butt believe everything he says. It just drives me nuts, bro. Well. Uh, I just want to say, as we're wrapping up this episode, like um, we're super thankful uh, for what happened in 2020 with this podcast and the people that joined us. And we're super pumped to start season two. There's some cool things on the way. Like we're trying to make a new like little trailer thing uh, with some like some parts of the past episodes on it. And I've been working on that. And uh, like you've heard our goals for season two and those goals involve you, the listener, as as much as possible. We want to talk to you more. We want to hear from you more. Um, the memes aren't going to stop coming, uh, on that, on the Instagram. Uh, but we want to keep doing this podcast. We've talked about season three. We've talked about even season four. Like we want to keep doing this as much as possible. And we want to um, do live shows in Lexington. Yes. And do one in Nashville and do one in North Carolina and do one in Chicago. Like it's be dope <laughs> everywhere, man. guys in person when it's safe. Of yeah, that's definitely what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I we think to, I want to say, and I know. And I know Trey agrees too. Like, uh, for those people that are like not only our listeners, we love you guys, but man, those people like that are Patreonites for us, that's huge for us. Like, we don't serve you coffee and you don't owe us a tip for what we do. But you guys supporting us and you guys showing love with something like your finances uh, in that time, we just want to say personally, like, we're super thankful for that. I mean, that helps us with sipping the drip and other stuff like that that we spend money for this podcast on. Um, but also, like, you're not just Patreonites, you're continuous fans. And uh, we just, I want to personally thank you for the support that you've given us um, and keeping us going and keeping us excited. And so, um, getting enamel pins. Yeah. They're coming soon. And getting enamel pins. We're doing it. We're getting close. It'll take a few more months. Um, there but i'm personally thankful um to start season two um this is going to be a great beginning to something really awesome oh yeah stay tuned you have to say it do i have to yeah yes this is a socialist barista podcast what say it like you mean it this is the socialist barista podcast